Welcome to Thoughts Disrupted with your host, Melissa Girovec. This podcast is for the doers, the seekers, and the entrepreneurs ready to make a change in their life and business. Together each week, we will explore topics that will help push you out of your comfort zone and change your thoughts to better serve your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome. On today's episode, I have Erin Benz, who is a business coach, Toronto real estate agent, and host of the Suit to Sneakers podcast. She traded in her suit for sneakers after 17 years as a director of corporate sales for a luxury hotel company. She brings her years of sales and client service experience to the entrepreneurial world where she discovered a sales gap for business owners. She is a quick-witted businesswoman who is committed to making the world a better place, and we need more people like that, guys. By bringing back the art of customer service to increase your revenue without working harder and by creating raving fans who are your ultimate repeat client or customer. I am so excited to have you here today, Erin. And my first question to you, as soon as I started reading your story and reading your bio and checking out your website, um, was that, you know, there are so many people out there who feel stuck in careers they don't like. I've shared my story. I felt stuck in healthcare and I didn't know how to get out of it. And, you know, sometimes there's people who are stuck in careers that never stimulated them or that no longer stimulate them and they feel trapped because of finances. So tell us about the moment where you said, enough is enough. I'm leaving the corporate world and I'm doing something of my own. Was there a certain factor that made you take action and change things in such a big way? Well, yes, his name's Jack and he's six years old now. (laughs) No. Okay. I laugh. I joke, but I don't. But so the backstory is, is that I actually for a long time really loved what I did. I worked in the best hotel company you could ever imagine. The people are amazing. The team is, is just who I meant to be of like, is to be of service of people. And I learned a lot. I got to travel the world. I was in sales. So like I got to really grow up in the company. I started working at the company when I was 20 and I left it when I was 37. So it really um, shaped who I am. But I always knew, always knew I was like, I want to do something else for myself. You know, every week you'd get assigned to like being in the lobby. So like you're greeting clients, even if you worked in the sales department or, or accounting, you're always in the lobby helping somebody. And I remember the doors would like open and close and open and close. And these people would walk in and walk. I'm like, I wonder what they do. What does she do? Oh, what? Like I was just imagining myself walking through and somebody being of service to me. And so then I had my son. And, you know, I had them later in life. I had my career and everything. And I just knew that I would never see him. The hours that I was working, I would be in the office at 7.30, having breakfast with the client. You always were in the office till at least 5.30, 6 o'clock. Like I just would never see him. And I just did not want that for him. You know, I grew up with a single mother. She worked all the time. I just didn't want that. So I basically gave my notice and I was so emotional. Like I just was 
like, how can I do this? They were trying to be, you know, really accommodating with my schedule. And then I just thought I, I can't do this. Meanwhile, I had already got my real estate license while I was working at the hotel. So like as my backup. So I like, I always knew I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what. And I thought, okay, well I'll do real estate. Cause my brother does real estate. My mom does real estate. Let's just do real estate like to get me out the door. And so that's how it all started really. And, you know, I always say this, that I feel like Jack saved me from the corporate world. Like I, it, it took for me to have a baby to build the confidence to actually leave. Lots of people can do it beforehand. It just didn't happen for me that way. I hear you on that. Like sometimes you need a big life event to shove you like that. Jason's accident was that for me. Like that's what got me saying, I don't have to go back to healthcare. I'm actually not trapped at all. I, I, I had to develop that confidence through a life event. Right. So I can totally relate to that. I mean, and- I always had a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit in me. Like I started as a kid, like I was like, I started working and babysitting at age 11. I'm like, how can I make my own money? I got it. You know, I always had a job when I was backpacking through Australia, I would like make dinner, make dinner for everybody and charge them all $5. And like, I would just do, it was in me. I just needed something like a baby to come out of me, to make me go <laughs> to let it out, to unleash it. it <laughs> Amazing. And it's working well for you because I saw on your Instagram that you went from 800K to 8 mil sales yeah. in one year. Like, can we take a minute and yeah. talk about that accomplishment? Yeah, it was, you know, it took a lot for me to actually put that out online as well. Scary. Uh, Cause I know people don't want to talk about money and all that stuff. But let me tell you, like when I first started in real estate, you know, there's also this whole like hustle culture and like call 10, call 20 people a day and talk to them about real estate and go door knock. And let me tell you, you want to get uncomfortable and you want to do the worst thing in the world, go door knock. It is horrible. I can remember standing at, at the corner going, should I knock on that door? Well, that door's yellow. It looks nicer over there. Maybe a woman will answer that door, not a man. Like, honestly, I'm telling you, like it was, it was terrible. So my first few years, and real estate were really tough because my brother was, you know, he had been in it for years and I was working for him and working with him and he's very masculine oriented and how he built his business was cold calling and door knocking. And I was like, I wanted to die. I was like, this is not like, this is horrible. I can't do this. Um, so I really had this moment with him. We, you know, and that's for another podcast of like working with your sibling is I don't recommend it. And <laughs> we've come a long way and we are back to where we used to be. But it was really, really, really hard. And so I kindly just said, like, I'm doing things my way, like stop. So I started working my warm network, my friends, my fit, like really just I'm a people person. I'm a relationship person. So that's what I started to do. And literally it was like pop, 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 pop. And all these sales went like I went from doing one house sale and a bunch of rentals to doing, I think, 10 or 12 within one year. Of all people who I think four or five of them I used to work with at the hotel. So it's like all just kind of came together, but it's because I also didn't give up on my vision. I'm like, this has got to work. Like this, I got to keep going. I know it's going to get better. I kept telling my husband, I promise you, it is not going to be like this forever. I was miserable, broke, and just like, just was not loving the entrepreneurial world until I got aligned with how I wanted to do business. And that's how the 800,000 was one house 
that my friend bought for 800,000 and 8 million was the rest. So yeah. Wow. That's, and I, I really like what you said there, because I think that's a really important piece is that a lot of people go into entrepreneurship and a lot of people go into businesses, certain industries, they're told that they have to sell a certain way and it doesn't align. It doesn't resonate. It's like, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't, it doesn't feel good when I do that. I, and then they get stuck. They get so stuck. How do I move forward from here? I guess I'm not meant to do business. I guess it's not meant for me. And in reality, there are so many different avenues. If something doesn't align with you, there's so many different ways, like that creative thinking, there's always different ways of doing things, but we're just not taught to explore the other avenues. Well, it's also that you, you look to others for validation and you look to others to help you when really you, it's that building of the confidence inside to be like, no, this is how I'm a trailblazer. I'm going to do it my way. And listen, real estate say hotels and like lawyers, they have operated the same way for hundreds of years. Like the, the, that the way in which they evolve, like the fact that lawyers had to do stuff over zoom in this pandemic was like, what? Like they had to get like, it just, and same with hotels, a guest walks in the front door, they get checked into a front, uh, a front desk, they go up to the room. Like there's not this whole, but you can actually adjust and tweak and things that, that can make you feel good. You still need to do the work. Mm-hmm. It's not like I just like, oh, this, all my friends are going to call me and I'm going to sell their house. Like, no, like you have to, you know, still have to call and check in and do all these things, but it just, you got to do with what is aligned with how you want to operate. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you one other thing I went to this. Co- so everybody said, sign up for this course. It's like, well, change your real estate life. You know, that's how like they all talk. Right. And so I, wa- and so I was like, okay, it was a thousand dollars for this course. I was like, oh my God, like put it on the credit card, hope and pray. And so anyways, I walked into this course. And there's this woman at the front and she is like, you better be here at eight o'clock and like, just like total. And you have to do the work and this and that. I sat there and I cried, Mel. I cried. Like I was like, I didn't know if I, I, I was so confronted. And so like, this is not right. And I think I was like one of the only ones in the whole course that didn't actually complete the whole thing. Like I couldn't, it was like, you had to call and speak to a hundred people that week in real estate. And I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I just was like, this is just not for me. This woman is like, so that was like one of the moments is like this, this is no, we're doing doing things differently here. Yeah. No, I get that. I went to a couple of those types of seminars. Like when I started in business, that's what it was. It's a numbers game. You need to reach out to X amount of people so you can get that. And it literally made me nauseous to send one message. So I was not going to reach my 100 target. I know. And like, and to me, it was like, it's not going to work. They don't know me. Like, I understand statistically you're going to get, but that was just not how I wanted to operate. And it didn't. Yeah. And listen, you have to do some of that, but it can come in a different way. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think also a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with putting themselves out there and actually being vulnerable because they don't have that confidence you've been talking about. And so they're afraid. They're afraid of the criticism. They're afraid of the judgment. They're afraid of the rejection and not performing well. And, you know, like I typically tell the 
entrepreneurs that I work with that when you're approaching your business from, and, and you're spending all your time focusing on that, like you're focusing all on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so like, you have to do things a different way because your focus can't be, I have to make the sale. Your focus has to be the service. Mm-hmm. What are you providing? Who are you helping? What are you doing? And in return, that takes the pressure cooker off because when you're actually focusing on just providing the best service, providing the best products, providing the best opportunity, solving the problems, all of a sudden it's not about you performing at a certain level and saying the right thing and, and whatever. No, it's just the focus is where it needs to be. And so I know for you, you bring a lot of customer service into what it is that you do as a business strategist. Can you tell us a little bit more about some, maybe some practical tips or something in terms of customer service when it comes to sales? Well, first I can, I'll say, you know, people forget or they don't know that 80% of your revenue can come from 20% of your clients. And so what that means is creating those repeat clients. So you're not out, where's my next client? Where's my next client? I'll tell you the, go look at your database and whether your database is five people or 5,000 people, all the people that you've worked with, those are the people that you've already, people buy from people they know, they like, and they trust. You've already built that. So you don't have to prove yourself to anything. So what I would suggest to people always is know your numbers and where is your business coming from? So is your business coming from social media or direct referrals or your website or speaking engagements? Like you want to know your referral source so that you can actually put energy into that. You know, I had a client who was a mortgage broker and I said, where's your business coming from? She's like, well, I think it's, um, 50, 50, like 50% referrals, 50%, um, like direct. Anyways, I had her pull her numbers and 70% of her business was coming from real estate agents. And I said, okay, well now, you know, where to put your energy. Um, because that's easy, right? Like building a relationship with a an agent is, is great. But what I'm saying is like, if you don't know where your numbers and you don't know where your business is coming from, then you're just spend, spinning your wheels and you think you're putting all this energy into one, but you're actually like, like I got to go over here. This is where it's coming from. Or this is where I want it to come. You know, like there's one thing of like creating it where you want your business to come from. So I always say like, look at your database. Your database is your gold mine because those people there know you and whether they've already purchased from you and maybe they're not ready to purchase from you again, they know people who will, who can purchase from you. So it's just connecting with them to say like, for example, like if I sell a house to somebody, okay, well, they're not going to go around and sell another house like next week. I mean, they could, but the likelihood is very un, uh, not there, but they know people who are buying houses, right? Or even business coaches, like clients who have had massive transformation, like, and you can say to them, like, I loved, loved working with you. Like who else in your network is like you? I want to work with people like you. And they're like, oh yeah, this person over here, this person there. It doesn't have to be like, so like, I got to ask for a referral, but it's more of like, when you're in those conversations and clients are like, oh my God, you've made such a huge difference in my life. This, guess what? I just made, you know, an extra $5,000 this month. I didn't even, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Let's spread the love. Who else do you know? Like you can say it in a way that's not so 
who do you know that you can refer me to, right? Like nobody likes that. Um, and then, but really like looking at your database, I tell people all the time, that's where your next five clients are, um, is in your database. That's Even amazing. if you're new and you've never had a client, your database is your warm network, say social media or people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. People have to be connected with you um, yeah. to invest in you. Totally. Right. Like that's, that's such an important piece in sales because when you know someone, it's not a, an official sales pitch. It's a conversation. Totally. Totally. Nobody wants a sales pitch. And the other thing too, is that um, people are always want to refer people that they trust because it's their name is associated with that. Right. So, you know, I have specific mortgage brokers that I always refer my business to because I know they'll take care of my clients. So it's also your word is their word. You are an extension of them. So you want to ask yourself too, are you really good at connecting people? Do you support other people's businesses? Do you, are you like, I'm a connector. Somebody calls me like, oh yeah, I got a person for you here. I got the list. Like everybody calls me for somebody. Cause I know people, but I, I keep my network. So you want to ask yourself, are you doing that for other people's businesses? Because it's that whole giving and receiving whatever you put out there, you're going to get back. Are you connecting other people? Are you referring other people's business? No, no. Why is nobody referring you? Same, same type of thing. Not right. like to me wrong or bad or anything. Right. But like, that's sometimes we just need to ask ourselves, like, when was the last time I supported somebody else's business or gave them a shout out on social media? Cause it doesn't cost anything to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could, we could help each other out so much more on social media. It's such an opportunity, totally. right? Totally. And that's that's really the difference between operating kind of on a, like a creative plane and a competitive plane. When you start to realize that you're not competing against everyone because everyone's bringing their own spice to what they're doing, all of a sudden you can start to get creative and yeah. get some collaborations going and get some some you know guys you need to get onto her stuff. If this is what you're dealing with and, you know, like just help each other out. There is enough business in this world. Mm -hmm. There is enough. You don't, it doesn't matter if Susie Q over there is doing the same thing you're doing. She's also not you and she doesn't have your spark. Yeah. Right. She's got sparks for other people, but you got your own spark. And I really do believe that because especially women can compare ourselves so much and you know, you just, or you don't support it or what have you, but there's so much business. I mean, there's like 50,000 realtors in Toronto. Like they're not all doing the business, but like you also want to get, I tell people this too. You don't want your friends and family or clients wasting their money on other people who are not going to deliver on what they say. If you are a person of like high integrity, high um, value, you want people to spend their money on you because you know you're going to deliver. Yeah. There's lots of people who don't deliver. How many times have you heard like, oh, I tried to have my website redesigned or whatever. And they completely, you know, whatever, <sighs> just took my money. And it didn't like that stuff, not, not talking on web designers, but like that business coaches who say they're not going to do stuff. Realtors who, oh my God, I could even, I should start a podcast about Oh, there is a yeah. funny Instagram handle. If people want to talk about it. it's called the broke agent. It's all about real estate and the funny world of all the stuff that happens. It's hilarious. So go follow <laughs> not to give them a shout out or whatever, but it's hilarious. Even my mother follows it. She's like, did you see that one today from the broke agent? But there's a lot of people out there who are doing a terrible job. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, again, that's the difference between focusing on making a sale for yourself and focusing yeah. on coming from a place of service and not understanding that focusing on coming from a place of the best possible service is always going to secure the best return long-term. Like that is just the way it works. Totally. totally. Amazing. And it's okay to want their money as well. Well, and that's the byproduct, right? Like the money is the byproduct for a job well done. So you can't focus on the reward and not do the task and not focus on the task. Right. Like it just doesn't, it's not going to work out. No, it's not. Spinning your wheels. I would go into the office and like, who am I going to call? What am I going to do? Oh, it was awful. It was, if you could have watched me like a bird's eye view, you'd be like, this woman is torturing herself. Like what is going on? Yeah. not. Good. I did the same thing. I hopped into network marketing a couple of years ago and I, I could not sell a bottle of soap. I couldn't sell anything because I didn't get it. And I didn't have the confidence. And I just had all this product in my house that I have. Somebody just, buy I, a shampoo, please. <gasps> I still have some of it. It's been like years. I know I did too. I did network marketing as well. I think many entrepreneurs start there and then they just really want to I think it's an, I think it's an amazing industry, but, but you have to have the confidence and you have to be, to have some knowledge about sales. You have to be able to sell. Yeah. And you have people intelligently. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and you just, some of the skills that you need to be able to sell in those industries, like if you've always worked at a nine to five, you just don't necessarily have. Right. And you have to develop them. And the industry is not necessarily going to help you do that. They're going to rah, rah, go out, go sail, go hustle, go get up at five, drink your smoothie. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> and then when you get off the call, that's not helpful to you in the conversations with people. I, I, I know. I, I get it. <laughs> Laughing from a place of recognition, even right? though I need to sell, but yeah, anyways, that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. But that's sales. Sales is so misunderstood from yeah. the people selling to the people being sold to all around. It's completely misunderstood. And you know this, I know this. It's it's, it's, it's your help. Sales is helping people. Yeah. And you need a clear message as to what exactly you're selling. Yeah. And then you need to be trustworthy and deliver on. So listen, don't be late to your sales calls or a call with a client ever. All you have is your word. And if you're one minute late, it just, I'm telling you, if there's anything that you can do in your business is be on time for everything or early. It's the fundamental foundation of who you are as a person. I, I strongly believe that. Yeah. That comes down to planning, right? Gotta be a good planner. Totally. Just leave earlier. Yeah. You got, you have to set yourself up to be successful in your business. Yeah. Planning, 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 planning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Erin, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to ask you one last piece of wisdom, one last little nugget before we go. Uh, what do you want the audience to know about sales or about planning uh, for success in their business? Well, I'd say for sure, take some time at the end of the week or the beginning of the week to plan your week. If you don't put it down on paper, it's not going to happen, whatever it is. Um, the other thing is think about your client's experience and how 
you can elevate it. So it doesn't mean you have to spend money. It doesn't mean um, you have to invest all this time and energy. But when was the last time that you wrote a thank you note to one of your clients for actually purchasing with you? A handwritten card written by you, not your assistant. And really creating an experience for your clients because I'll tell you guys, like it is, it is a massive missing in the industry, in, in, in our industry, in, in any area, because we are all just hustle. Like not, we are all just, it, there is this, let's find the sale. Let's move on. Let's find the sale. But you really, that art of customer service and client services, you want to think of if I'm a regular guest at a hotel, why am I choosing to go back to that same hotel over and over and over again when there's 20 other hotels to choose from? The same thing you want to do is create that, you create that for your clients. There's there's a million coaches, there's millions. Why are clients going to keep coming back to you? And it is your content, but it is also how you make somebody feel and how you can create a unique experience for them. Amazing. That is such good advice. You guys, uh, you're going to want to check out Erin. You can follow her on Instagram at Erin Bins. That's going to be in the show notes along with her website and all the other beautiful ways you can connect with her. Erin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing such great insights and tips with our audience. We wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I love listening to you and everybody else just go out and make a difference for somebody in the world today. And you will benefit. And you will benefit. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am so grateful for you. I hope you leave this podcast and take one step, no matter how large or small, towards your goals. Until next week, If you're feeling what I'm putting out, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star rating and review. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and I'll see you next week.